So that's that's my week in a nutshell, my life in a very small nutshell. It's like a pistachio shell. They're really hard to open, but it's worth it. I don't know. Okay. I just went with it. Sure. Pistachios are good. Sounds great to me. Got from me. Awesome. I love that. Welcome to Design Speaks. This lovely podcast is brought to you by a graphic design geek and a regular human being, aka a non-designer. We're here to chat about music, pop culture, cool places, and basically whatever we feel is relevant. Hey guys, I'm Brandy C. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to episode 93 of Design Speaks. We are officially done with our process series. Woo! Hey! It feels good. You feel like a big load off your shoulders now. It's like, yeah, it was kind of like of. A becoming a burden. It, wa- it Welcome was. Welcome to my life about everything. Everything <laughs> is a burden. <laughs> it wasn't like a burden. It was just, it was just like... You're... It, it like levels up of becoming like this problem. Yeah, like it was like a big thing. Yeah, and it, it's it was hard. But we're getting a lot of good feedback on it, so yes. I'm really glad we did it. Thank you for yes, pushing me. No problem. <laughs> I just thought it'd be really great. And so, if you didn't listen to any of the episodes on Brandy's process, they're really really helpful. Even if you have a process of your own, or and if you don't, go check out her process and maybe develop a process of your own. Um, this week we're going to be talking about hierarchy. We didn't, haven't talked about hierarchy. No, I'm. So surprise i'm like well i learned what it was in like the very beginning of design speaks and i was like oh that's a thing of course it is yeah and so i'm really excited to talk about it today Awesome. I'm super excited to talk about it. We have a really cool sponsor for this episode. It's Parabo Press. I've talked about Parabo Press before, and I love them. I've ordered prints, photo books, and lots of other stuff. Me too. And what's really cool is that you can literally pull your photos from Instagram or even your camera roll. So Parabo Press has actually given us a code so that you can get $10 off your next order. All you need to do is go to parabo.press and enter the code SPEAK at checkout. Then share with us and show us what you ordered. Again, that's parabo.press and get $10 off your next order with the code speak today um also if you guys love this show and you want to support it so we can actually keep making more episodes please please get to our patreon it's patreon.com slash design speaks and look at all the levels that you can support us you can support us from as little as one dollar which we have someone supporting one dollar a month like that's that's nothing um it's nothing to you maybe it's a lot to us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you can also go as much as like $50, whatever you want, honestly. Yeah. We really can't do this without you. So patreon.com slash design speaks. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. So what's been going on in your week, in your oh, life? Oh my gosh. So this week, um, it's officially spring in New Mexico. It is officially, like legally. Legally. It's spring. The calendar says first day of spring has And today hit. feels like spring. Today feels like spring. We're both wearing like short sleeves yeah. and um, allergies in New Mexico are wild. <laughs> on high. Yeah, on high. Everyone's sneezing with itchy eyes and we're loving it. Loving it. The little Bambi song is playing right now in my mind. Um, I'm not going to sing it this year. <laughs> you sang it last I sang year. it last year. You were trying to bait me. There was. I refuse. So it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I work at a church so we are full on into Easter right now. There is no downtime. Um, if you don't know, working at a church, um, I it it sounds like oh she works at a church, but this I work at a pretty big church. It's a mega church, um, a forward thinking forward thinking church. Yeah, not 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 so trendy, but like aware. Yeah, of culture. So Easter is like our Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. It's like go 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 because Easter is bigger than Christmas because because it's it is what more our important. it's what our. <laughs> Our beliefs hinge on yes. what happened on Easter. So I've I've just been 
going. I have not had one moment of downtime at work, which is really nice. Um, it's nice to also feel important. Um, otherwise, this Sunday, which will be last Sunday for you, or maybe a Sunday before for you, the listener, um, I'm going to see Death Cab for Cutie in concert. Very last minute. I didn't know that I was going to be able to do this, but my boss... <sighs> He couldn't find a sitter for him. And I was offered. I offered. I was like, I will babysit your kids so you can go to this concert. Oh, yeah. And he was like, no, no, please just take them. And so Aww. he graciously handed them over to Why me. Why didn't he have three? That's what I was like. Do you um, have another? Because <laughs> I know someone. I was like, I was like, yeah, he offered it to me. And I was like, yes, but if Ke- if Kelly doesn't want to go, can I take Brandy? <laughs> oh, you said, said that? that? Oh. Yeah. He's like, no, if Kelly can't go, no one else can no go. No one can go. So, um, of but, course, Kelly could go. He was really excited, unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry He'd cancel about that. all his plans. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I have to work, but I'm sick that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my week in a nutshell, my life in a very small nutshell. It's like a pistachio shell. They're really hard to open, but it's worth it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I just went with it. Sure. Pistachios are so- good. Sounds great to me. basically what you just got from me. <laughs> awesome. I love that. How about your week? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, okay. My week. I have been, um, I'm currently revamping my website. Um, I, I transferred over to a really custom WordPress site uh, like two or so years ago, right around the time that we launched this podcast, mm-hmm. because I have a lot of media content and I wanted it to like work well with portfolio things of mine and all sorts of stuff with my blog. And um, it was like fine, but it was really overwhelming. I'm not a, I'm not a back end web person. And so I had some my web guys that I've talked about before, like one of them sat down and helped me. And it's been like fine, but the thing with WordPress is that you always have to keep up with all sorts of updates. Mm. There's like a patch or a web update like every other day for all sorts of things. And because it's super custom and I have all these crazy plugins. Mm-hmm. No offense to people who are Windows user, but sounds like Windows. Yeah, I so. mean, it's not. And it's not. It's just not fun to me. Yeah. And at, about a year ago, my mobile site stopped working, like my oh, mobile no. version yeah, yeah, yeah. stopped working. So if, if you go to brandyc.com on your phone. It just looks like you're on your it computer. It looks plain. Yeah. It looks like plain text, like, oh, that's like annoying. 2005 blog. Cool. Like it looks awful. And I just, I haven't had the skill or the time to like sit and figure out why it's not working. And right. I've just left it. And so I decided, I decided just to switch over to Squarespace. So I'm just working on on a whole new platform platform and trying to figure out new content. So if you guys, sidebar, if you guys have like things that you would love to see from me, I'm working on possibly doing like downloads and like special subscriber content and things like that. I would love to know what you guys are interested in seeing. Yes. So um, that my son is in t-ball and welcome I, uh, to the rest of your life <laughs> kenny my husband decided <laughs> i know decided to coach him which he likes to do because he's that kind of guy and it's yeah. great but we didn't get anyone um to help with assistant coach Oops. so um he told me about this dilemma yesterday yeah. and how he, he blamed himself <laughs> well there's that but also like i just assumed that if he didn't have one that i would kind of pop into that role but I never audibly said like I will be your assistant coach so I got a little irritated because he was like um asking all the parents like hey guys I still need an assistant coach and I still need a team mom and I'm like standing over here like who am I (laughs) like oh am I just a bag of flesh (laughs) and it happened like three times and finally instead of just like brooding about it I was like um so I can do those things I can be team mom if you want I'm like like, I'm real qualified for that I'm also (laughs) like I was literally around 
baseball or some sport that resolved, revolved you know around it. a ball since I was born. Literally. I'm like, I know all of this. Yeah. So he was like, oh, well, you didn't say. So I didn't want to assume, which was nice on his so part. Nice. He didn't assume. He didn't voluntold me. Yeah. Voluntold me. Voluntold. That's the right way. But um, anyway, voluntold. so yeah. I've been helping with T-ball. We have opening weekend tomorrow. So I'm also working on a, a banner mm-hmm. that I have to create by hand and not on the computer. You're so going to do great. I'm doing oh, lots that's, of iron on. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Puffy paint. Yes. Um, very tactile. Um, so yeah, those those are the things that, that are um, happening right now. I haven't felt super inspired this week by anything specific except for like children's books. I got like a whim and I'm starting to write a children's book. Yeah. Like, let it be known. So it started. And but now you have to finish. Yeah, that's, I know. That's the hard part. I know. And I'm this close to finishing my Hemingway book cover, nice. my first book cover. I mm-hmm. think once I get one under me, it'll be like, okay. okay, I can do more. I can do this. The first part is like, the first one's probably really hard because you're trying to figure out your process for this specific thing. Yeah, for this thing. And I want them to look sort of like they might go together on a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. So to have like some common elements, yep. like in the spine and things is some work. So yeah. So I also have this song. That I've been listening to for a while. I had mm-hmm. to go through our playlist and be like, have I brought this and before? And you have not. And so I don't think I have. Who is so it? It's, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Floor. F-L-O-R. F-L-O-R. Floor. I'm going to say you're saying it right. Floor. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Floor. It sounds, floor is uh, French. Fl- yeah, I know. F-L-E-U-R. F-L-E-U-R. But I don't I know. I know that. You I just do. test it out of two levels in, hey. in Duolingo. Okay, so. It's called Slow Motion, Okay, and it's really fun, and it's springy, so here it is. heard this before one i love it and it reminds me of another band that of course it does I everyone lo- reminds us of everyone else so <laughs> so you should know that floor is an american indie band formed in oregon united states 20 in 2014 um so they've been around how so they've did been i around? miss this uh, you know just whatever yeah um so the band that they remind me of is the dandy warhols oh which is an american alternative rock band formed in portland oregon in 1994 that's amazing. <laughs> so, like, they remind me of the Dandy Warhols, yes. which I love. I yes. love. It's not like that I makes feel like so much sense stealing it. So. Yeah, no. It. I mean, influenced by maybe yes, probably. for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. So I don't remember how I found this song. I've been listening to it probably for I don't know six months or something. But I just I came back to it this week because the weather around here got got real. Uh, warm and vibey yep. and it just it's talking about like loving what you feel and kind of feeling a little bit slow motion uh-huh. but like it's got like 
this vibe of like motivating but then chill mm-hmm. and like get out there but relax exactly. and it's like i love it i just love it so i love much. that and i love that like flow of things when you're living life like you're getting things done but you're not like stressed out yeah. about getting things you're done you're not like getting stomach aches because yeah. you have so many things to do and you <laughs> yeah. can't do them all <laughs> it's it's kind of like you're um you're driving down pch yes and you're just like i just had a great lunch i'm gonna go run this errand i'm gonna go to the beach yeah whatever yeah yeah or go on a hike around here yeah i guess, I don't I know. guess hike I, but i'm driving down pch in my head so I know. Aren't we all? (laughs) We all are. Dang it. (laughs) So, yeah. Also, we've been trying to plan what we want to do for our summer vacation with the kids. So stay tuned. Oh, man. (laughs) I want summer vacation. You're not going to like it. They both involve road trips. Oh, yuck. (laughs) I like driving down the PCH, but with the intent of getting out of the car in an hour. So PCH is one of the options. Okay. That's good. I like it. I like it. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about hierarchy. First, can you tell the masses what hierarchy is? Yeah. Um, so hierarchy is basically arranging elements um, to bring emphasis to certain elements over others. Like, mm. that's the most simplistic way. Like, it's it's this idea that you are looking at one thing first, second, third, fourth. It's mm-hmm. it's like a headline and a subtitle. The and most important copy. to the least important. Yes. Yeah. That's that's something that I honestly didn't even know. And when you told me about it, I was like, oh, obviously, like, why would I not think about that? But it's just something that the common person just doesn't think about. Like, I'm I just didn't. And that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. To teach you guys. (laughs) You're telling us what to look at. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Um, Really great designers probably don't want to admit it, but we're control freaks. Mm, Oh, yeah, I believe it. And um, I wrote a post about this, gosh, maybe three years ago. Um, I actually have to look up the number. I'll put it in the show notes, which number it is exactly, because the notes that I have don't have the number of the episode. Um, Excuse me. Basically, the, the name of the post is called Take Control of Your Design. And the idea is that um, there are controlling designers and there are passive designers Mm. and when you are um designing something and you are a passive designer it's like um i think this works and you show about 50 people and go what do you think about this and they say well i kind of think that should be green and you go yeah maybe it should and you change it and then you ask someone else what do you think about this typeface and they go i don't know what have you thought about this it's like having too many cooks in the kitchen yeah and the passive designer has zero confidence in their work so they can't choose what thing is going to go where and who thinks you know they don't think about who's going to look at what first and they just kind of like go with the flow they're the people pleaser yeah, and it's it's hard to be in that place. And I think that if if you are that kind of person, um, I'm not trying to like disparage you or anything. It's but it's more good like, to become more confident. It is, and if that's not your personality, then maybe you are the kind of designer that is more of a production designer, where you are given the put this here, 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 and here, and, and that's make also it. okay. But there needs to be a point. Um, there needs to be a point for every designer where you need to decide if that's the kind of designer you are, and if you are a I know where things will go, then you need to be that idea person. I think within um, within everyone's career, whether regardless if it's something you're doing just for now or if it's something you want to do all of your life, that you recognize your strengths and then mm-hmm. go for them. So if your strength does not involve 
making the calls like that and then, you know, going going along with everybody else, mm-hmm. you are going to you are going to be relegated to a specific type of designing, mm-hmm. more of like, what would you say, like a technician? Yeah, that, and that's it's called a production designer. Okay. Yeah, so you do the producing of it. Yeah. Yeah, it is a technician, though. And, um, I mean, if you, if you are that kind of passive and you're trying to be the person that makes, you know, comes up with the look and all of that stuff. That's just pushing yourself forward. Yeah. Like you, yeah, well, you, it'd be taking steps backwards, but I would just encourage you because my my biggest setback in life is that I'm not as assertive as I should be. Mm. And I know that about myself. So I have to be very aware that I'm not being assertive in this moment and I need to be mm-hmm. because I have all of the qualifications to to make the call. I just don't because I look at everyone else around me. Right. And I don't need to be doing that. Yeah. So, and I, I see that about myself. I don't see that me making a call would be wrong I just it's a weakness that I don't want to I don't want to like hurt someone I don't want to be wrong yeah and it's hard yeah and it's hard it's it's hard to be a people pleaser and a designer Mm -hmm. especially as a freelance designer because then you have clients and everyone wants to tell you and they don't know what what they want either but we all like want to be the boss right Mm -hmm. we all want to be the boss of our own lives and like having a strategy for hierarchy which is what I'll share with you today is like one way that you can like be the boss of your own little world so to speak, especially um, if you uh, aspire to do more than just like technical stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's get into that. Yeah. So the first thing is like you are the maker. Like Ooh. you are the creator. You are actually the boss to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as someone says, here, make this for me. And we'll just assume that you've done the process up to this point. And it's like time to start looking at making the design. So where hierarchy comes in here is um, right around the time that you're sketching, you're sort of trying to figure out, and I've shown you my sketches before and people have seen them on my Instagram. You'll notice that like things are bigger than others. I use the pencil weight to make things lighter or darker. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helps hint at what I want people to see first. And so that's like sort of the beginning of the plan. Yeah. Um, so I had this, I wrote down this example a long time ago, um, trying to give give an example of like how this would work. Um, so you have to create the hierarchy. You have to decide based on your problem, like what thing is going to be the most important that people see. So the example that I gave um, is a gig poster, a, a show poster for like a concert. Um, and there are, so the first thing is figuring out what elements need to go into your design. Right. Um, for a gig poster, they are um, like the website, uh, the time and date, the venue, the band name, obviously, other bands, and how much it costs. So you write those things down, and then you have to go, okay, what is the what is the most important thing about this poster? So I have them numbered, and I'll just give you the answers. Okay. So the first in order, this is how they would the information would be um, organized. First thing is band name, the headliner. Yes. Second thing is the other bands, mm-hmm. the other ones that are going to be there. The next is the venue and time and date. And both those are – the venue is usually first um, because a lot of times they are the ones paying to bring in. Yes. They are technically like the advertiser, so yeah. they need to be very, very next. And then the date and time. Then the cost of tickets and then the website. Mm-hmm. And – to be determined is the graphic elements. Okay. So that's that's where you kind of that is all dependent on your concept. It's dependent on, you know, the requirements. Like some bands require the 
that their photo takes up like three fourths of the page or, you know, whatever it is that requirements are on that end. If you are in complete control, you are able to say, okay, well, the band is the biggest thing anyway. So the band name and the band photo are obviously going to be the biggest thing Mm -hmm. Um, for designers like Jason Munn never has you know his are like the special no. you buy them as a souvenir type of gig poster yeah, so it doesn't have the picture on that's her. the graphic element mm-hmm. is usually the biggest thing and the band name is secondary mm-hmm. so um because he, it's like this is jason munn doing work for these people yes so he's well known and that's what he's doing mm-hmm. it for like it's the band hired him to right. do that. So by that point, the the mission and the problem of the design has changed a little bit because you're not trying to get people to the show. Now you're trying to get them to buy merch. Yes. And so that will be a little different. So I just wanted to clarify like that gig type of gig poster compared to like an advertisement gig yes, poster. Yes. So this is so you're talking specifically advertisement. Yes. So um when you create the hierarchy, you're able to kind of um Really embrace the fact that you are in charge. And I think that a lot of times designers let the design take them. Mm. And it's like, I'm going to get on the computer and I'm just going to see where this goes. <sighs> but this is different. But the, This is when logical. You, yeah, when you do that, it's just like having the process. It's like you're wasting so much time mm-hmm. by just seeing where this goes mm-hmm. as opposed to like being the control freak and saying, okay, reader, look here. Mm-hmm. Now look here. Now this is what I want you to do. And here's your call to action. Um does that, does that all, are, yes. we, are we tracking so yes. far? Okay. So um, it's it's a big responsibility. And I think that maybe it might be overwhelming to go, oh, you know, like for me, it's empowering. For me, it's empowering to hear you have control of this design. You get to tell people what to do. But then for some people, it's like, oh, crap. Well, I, I have to decide all that. I think it's overwhelming. And that, that scared feeling happens because they don't know how to. They don't know how to decide mm-hmm. all of that. Um, so it's kind of like flying a plane. You're like, oh, what button do I push? <laughs> too many buttons. Yeah, there's too much going on. And so looking at a piano for the first time is going to be like, I don't know. What do I do with that? Start with C. Yeah. And like, where's C? <laughs> yeah. Where is C? Right. So it's just, you don't, you need that first step and then to be comfortable with the first step and move on to the second. At least that's how I work. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And that's that's honestly what this is. It's steps to figuring out which. So you de- you first you determine like what you want people to see mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And it's it sounds overwhelming until you start to go, oh, then this makes it easier. I know that this is going to be biggest. So I'm going to re- I'm going to um I'm going to talk about something we talked about this morning that I didn't expect to actually come into play. Uh, your son this morning had homework and their like word problems mm-hmm. that he has to solve. And we're, we talked about how we're really bad at mm-hmm. word problems. But you're like, except for design word problems, I can do that because <laughs> you know what you're looking for in word problems. I'm like, who cares how fast the train is going? What do I need to know? I know. <laughs> Tell me what numbers I pull out of here and yes. I can figure it out. Yes, but... Because you're so attuned and you've learned um, how hierarchy works, you know um, exactly what needs to come first and what you're looking for. Yeah. So it's a word problem of sorts, but you eventually just figure out what you're looking for. It's like skimming, like you know what you're looking for. Yeah, it is. And um, there's there's lots of ways to to figure out the hierarchy. So once you've once you've determined like what those th- what order those things need to be in then it's like okay now how do i how do i make that hierarchy like how do i it's not just a matter of making something bigger right like yes that is the obvious thing 
but bigger it's things not just get about that. first. But yeah, so it's about color, which we talk about all the time. You know, you have to learn like which colors people see first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the process of fi- finishing off my Hemingway cover and the colors for it are um, like espresso brown, um, white, uh, warm gray and green, like a bright green, like an over exaggerated, highly saturated grass green, um, which is leans towards the yellow end of the spectrum when yeah. it's in, in the group of other more neutral colors. So as I was going through my design, I realized that this green is popping off the page and it's like making me just want to look at that part. Mm. So I had to readjust the colors that I had planned a bit. So the colors are staying the same, but where I'm placing the colors, because I'm now, re- I realized, okay, now that I see these colors on screen, I'm realizing that this green is taking over first place. Mm-hmm. And what's really helpful with that with someone who's not a designer is the wonderful app that you've introduced me to. It's Adobe Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, Spark Post. Spark yeah. Post. When you pick out a layout and then you pick out like you you write everything you because they put everything there for you. you, you yeah, they're templates. They're, they're really templates. well-designed templates. Yeah. And so you input all the information and then they give you color palettes and mm-hmm. you can just click and you're just like, oh, well, then I can't see anything. But they're named, right? Like accent. Yeah. So you can push the color palettes. Um, and that change, and even within, the, if you find a color palette that you like, you can push it a few times and it changes mm-hmm. the colors around, which is kind of what you're talking about. Exactly. It's like, oh, I don't want people to just look at that or or I want them to see this first and it doesn't make sense that it's this lighter color yes. or whatever. Yeah. So I, I've, I mean, even though I know this and my planning, um, sometimes when you start to implement certain things, you have to readjust just a little bit. It doesn't change your concept, doesn't change your plan completely, but you have to just adjust a bit. Yeah. So that's color. Um, size, obviously, we talked about. Um, typeface. Typeface. So if, you, if, if your design is completely full of type and zero images and graphics, you are super dependent on the type. Often you are working with type and image, so you have to be careful, um, you know, if you're working with a color image next to, like, a really thin typeface the color image might overtake it if you um if you have a really bold type it's obviously going to be noticed before mm-hmm. you know a really thin type like as you practice this um you will start to see what things i mean test yourself it's like i've told you like to go to look at books for figuring out concepts yep. so look at everything like look at posters look at billboards and ask yourself what did i look at first mm-hmm and why and then you can kind of start to figure that out and the layout there's a lot of really detailed things that I have yet to write about because it's really intense it's something I taught my students there's all sorts of different hierarchy layouts that you can do there's like um it basically puts lines to track your eye so like the z formation like I want them to look here then there then here the reverse z there's the x there's like all these letters and shapes (laughs) of hierarchy that you can help to organize your design too, which is really a lot. Organized. <laughs> it's very organized. It's organized. It's, it's organized a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, I need to take a breath. Uh, so sketching this out helps a little bit. Um, part of the research is also, um, and I didn't talk about this because we weren't really talking about hierarchy, but part of your research process should also be like understanding for your particular thing that you're designing, what kinds of things should be seen first. Mm. So yes, you are in control of it, but if you are designing a CD cover versus a book cover versus a business card, what things are going to be more important is sometimes 
standard-ish. Right. Now, you have freedom always. But for a book, you have to have that author's name on there. Mm-hmm. That is like a non-negotiable. Yeah, it has to, obviously. Um, and that should be the biggest thing. Now, sometimes if it's if it's a really interesting title and the author is pretty well known and maybe you see their name on the spine and that's like, oh, I love that person anyways, it doesn't make a huge difference whether the title is bigger or not. So it's just kind of like, determining but there are things you have to have yeah that makes sense and for authors i've noticed that you they can get away with not putting their name but using the same font and like layout almost Mm -hmm. of their books yeah so it creates that consistency of of like a set and a logo for an author even if it's just type a logo type Mm -hmm. um you start to have a like a visual recognition of that brand yeah because it's been laid out the same way exactly. for a long time and that's just that's specific that's super specific but most often you have to have their name on it that's yeah. just a given yeah. yeah so um for every project i gave my students for all sorts of different things i would basically have them make a list mm-hmm. of what things need to go on this design that's good and then that helps when you're when you're in the research post-research, like getting ready to execute where you're gathering all your elements. Remember we talked about gathering all your elements? Then you know which elements you need to gather. Mm -hmm. I need copy. I need photos. I need icons or illustrations or whatever it is. And then you can figure out where they go. All the details. Yeah. So um, I have this small list of like things that you can refer to when you're knee deep in your design and you feel like you're losing track maybe of the hierarchy. Which sounds really easy to happen. It it happens. I I actually did. I did one of these um, because I was losing. I was losing myself in creating a bunch of different versions of the same concept Mm -hmm. um, because honestly it was the color thing that threw me. I didn't realize how how sharp a green it was, but I want that green. Yeah. Like I'm not changing it because that's what came out of the word map and it works and it needs to be there. Right. Um, So one of them is to take your design into Photoshop and turn it grayscale. Yeah. Okay. Um, Especially, obviously, this doesn't matter if it's a black and white design so much, but if it's a color design, this helps you see like what are they going to see first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked a bit, and I hope that we can talk more about color blindness. Color blindness, mm-hmm. um, because it's a huge, it's a huge aspect of you know, design is visual. Yeah, it is not auditory, and we don't realize there. It's one in twelve guys are color blind. Um, and your husband is one. Maybe it's not one in 12. Maybe it's like 50%. I think it's actually like one in two or one in three guys. I think it's like one in three guys are colorblind. And it's one in 12 women are colorblind. Mm, to some extent. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the statistic. I could be wrong. Yeah. So turning it black and white. And it really like shows you um, where the weight is mm. of things. Yeah. Um, so when I did that... Um, I did that and I haven't had a chance to get back to those designs to adjust appropriately, but that's one way. So you turn it black and white and you look at it. And then um, another way is to print it out, Mm -hmm. hand it to somebody and say, can you write numbers on here? What you looked at first? Like, Don't look at it. And now write numbers. Yeah. Just tell me what you saw first, second, third, fourth, fifth, Mm -hmm. whatever. And Show it to a few people. You're not asking their opinion. You're not asking them, how is this design? Do you like it? Anything like that. This is purely objective. What did you see first? What did you see first? Yep. And I do that as much as possible, um, especially if it's advertising, Mm -hmm. um, because then it's really crucial. That makes sense. Um, Oh, and it totally is. And 
who do you who do you reach out to for those things um it doesn't matter like whoever's around yeah i'll, I'll ask because because it's intuitive it should be intuitive it shouldn't be like um i should be able to show jasmine my 11 year old and say can you just tell me what you saw first yeah um because that shows that you're doing your job in telling you look here mm-hmm. look here if if you can't hand it to you know Anyone. your 11 year old and also your grandma and also your best friend in something's wrong right um so honestly it's whoever's around it's usually kenny sometimes jasmine yeah um she'll often just come peek peek in on what i'm working on and i'll just say can you tell me what you saw first yeah so it's not it's not always like print out here write numbers right but um yeah however you can yeah whoever you can wherever you can that's the one thing where i say get as many eyes on that thing as possible it's like editing it's like better editors have like multiple um versions yeah and, <laughs> of like looking at this and you want to be sure so that just really helps confirm for you as well mm-hmm. uh the last one is one on your computer and this is something that i actually incorporated that i learned in um art class for like drawing and stuff like that um to figure out shadow have you ever have you ever done like figure drawing or or like drawing still lifes or anything like that? No, I haven't. I never took an art class or I got to dive into that at so all. So part of what they do, so you always use like like charcoal pencil yeah. um, or Conte, which is like this weird reddish brown. Um, you're always like have these really heavy shadows because um, they want you to learn shading. Shading, um, which I, ugh, I'm terrible at it. But I don't anyways. understand it. I don't understand it. <laughs> you don't want to see what my like fabric drawing looked like. It was just ugly. But what they would do is say like in order to find like the clear delineation of lights to darks to squint your eyes. So if you if you right now like look around the room and you squint your eyes, you'll oh, be able to see so like weird. the darks and the lights yeah. really separate. Yeah. Um. So that I've incorporated that into my design work. Um, okay. And you can, you have, to, but you have to do it. You like put, basically you put your design as big as you can on your screen, step back about five feet or something and squint your eyes and look at it. It's like you're at a museum, but it's your work. It is. <laughs> it is. So you look at it and then you go, okay, can I see this or that or whatever? Mm-hmm. And um, kind of step back to an appropriate place. Or even if you like on a really important thing, um, get it printed out at size and mm-hmm. step back the distance that your audience would probably see it. So yeah. if it's a book cover on a shelf, put it on the shelf. If it's a poster, step back like where it would be at a coffee shop. Billboards are harder. So what I like what I tell people for billboards is put it up on your screen as big as possible and stand far enough away so that it kind of has the same amount of perspective as yeah. you would have driving. Yep. Um so squinting is like just a weird trick, That's but it so helps. So funny. I've never heard of that, but I like it a lot cuz it really does. It brings out a lot that you don't notice otherwise yeah that's weird and it's separate it's like makes it's like it makes things look simpler humans are weird that's weird (laughs) we're amazing i love it um so basically these are supposed you know these will help you have like a better perspective Mm -hmm. on what you're doing and making sure that you're doing your job right um i know that not that all a lot of designers are very um solitary but some of these steps are intentionally made to make you go incorporate other people into your work in a objective way because you are designing for people yes um you are designing so you need for others. to use people yeah in the process so i am encouraging you to try some of these things um 
try planning your hierarchy, your order, and incorporate people. And if you are, if you desire to be a designer who's like more in control of what you're doing, and you don't want to just be like moved with every wave of everyone's opinion, unstable, <laughs> passive, um, try it. Try some of these things. Go for it. Yeah. You can believe in you, and that's totally okay. <laughs> believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, yeah. I also wrote down to be good to, like, try to notice hierarchy everywhere you go. Yeah. Like, whether it be a bookstore or the billboard outside or a poster at a random restaurant in the bathroom stall, what everywhere. do you look out first? Yeah. And you'll be able to you'll, – you'll notice, too, that when you see um, a bad design, it's oh. partially – likely due to this it's blaringly obvious after a while yeah it's like why would you do this yeah like you know people that put text over like a crazy damask pattern come on or or plaid or you know just anything that's like but it's not obvious to people if they're not worried about testing it out or Mm -hmm. asking themselves questions about their own design they're just going i'm gonna sit here and make something and see where this goes do not ever just see where this goes (laughs) don't see where it goes it's not gonna go anywhere good it goes nowhere it goes nowhere pleasant it's like uh what is it nothing good happens after 2 a.m yes oh thanks how i met your mother yeah nothing good happens when you see where it goes goes. (laughs) (laughs) down dark dank alleys that's where it goes yeah oof um shout out to all our followers on instagram we got over a hundred followers on our instagram account so you guys can follow us there at design speaks podcast yes you can or you can follow us on um you can follow brandy on facebook and instagram and even twitter if you want brandy at brandy c spell your name b-r-a-n-d-i-s-e-a you can also email her brandy at brandy c.com and if you get any value from this show of ours it would be really cool if you left left us a review on iTunes give us five stars or four stars so far we're going strong with the five stars Um, and you just also can share an episode with a friend something that you found valuable I'm sure if you find it valuable you hang around others who would also Mm -hmm. find it valuable yep and uh, one of our listeners Nao G posted about um, something that she loved and she's getting a special gift from me in the mail so So if you guys share share also that you shared yes so on let us social know media so that we can send you something cool a little thank you um also a huge thank you to vespertine for allowing us to use his song shatter in the night and once again go check out show notes and the transcription in the podcast episode or on brandy's website <laughs>